G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. Today, we are giving out the Fantasy Basketball Awards for the 2021 and the 2022 season. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Joined for the uh, final time or one of the final times in these last few episodes by my good friend Callum Mack. How are you, man? Um, yeah, doing well. Uh, excited to talk about uh, some of the positives and negatives as a whole for the fantasy season. It, it has come to an end now. Um, there's been some winners out there. Obviously, if you listen to us enough, hopefully you made it across the line. Um, but yeah, let's, let's stay positive. Um, yeah, I'll, you take the lead. Yeah, I, I think it's it's always a good time to reflect and and sort of have a have a look back over the year that was and. Um, I, I do know that a lot of our a lot of our listeners out there have been very successful this season. I, I love it, getting a lot of your messages this time of year, saying that you've you've managed to beat your your finals matchup. I one one of the guys I'll give a shout out to um, one of our listeners who managed to win his matchup, going going up against the Nikola Jokic team uh, with his Steph Curry team, with Steph Curry injured in the last week of the matchup, but still able to pull out the. Uh, Pull out the win. That's a that's a huge uh, huge accomplishment. I think that's a that's a really well done for you and anyone else there who who happened to uh, win their their fantasy matchups and take home the championship. But if you didn't, um, remember it always does come down to a bit of luck, especially in the head to head playoffs. Um, sometimes you can do all the best planning and and uh, research in the world, but if it's not meant to be your year, it's not going to be your year. So um, we're all here for the fun of it. We're all here to enjoy uh, basketball. Uh, and let's let's talk about the year that was starting off with the uh, the biggest award, I guess, but probably also one of the most obvious awards, the uh, fantasy MVP. Now we've sort of collated some of the um, chat today, guys. So this is our collective ball boys official awards. So this is legit. Anything else is is uh, is not not accurate. But before we announce the actual MVP, let's let's talk about some honorable mentions. Um, do you, uh, you, you start us off, Cal. Who do you want to shout out? Who who was great but not quite deserving of the MVP? Yeah, I, I think um, for for this MVP award, it really was someone that has carried a lot of leagues, and and sometimes what that means is um, getting a pickup in the forties, fifties, um, even later, who who's ended up producing, say, first, second, or third round value. If you get that much of a boost on your roster, when you lose someone like a Steph Curry, like you mentioned, um, you still can be carried by someone else. So. I'll start off by um, the big honorable mention into Dejounte Murray. Yeah, um, he, he. I feel he was kind of maybe on the lower end of the second round um, as a reach. Um, I think it was more being selected in the third, fourth, and fifth. Um, yeah, he was um, most drafts. 
He was. If you look at the the Yahoo ADPs or the pre uh, season rankings, they've all changed recently. And I was in preparation for this podcast. I was looking at a few of those things, and and currently on there, it's got uh, Dejounte Murray as a preseason rank of twenty. He definitely was not ranked twentieth uh, when drafts were happening at the start of the season. He was in the forties from memory. He was. Um, so yeah, he was sort of that like third or fourth round pick. So the fact that on the entire season. Uh, he has played 66 games so far. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, the 30th of March. So not quite at the very end of the season, but uh, pretty much the end of the fantasy season. And yeah, putting up the seventh ranked on a per game basis. Uh, and that's and that's clocking you behind someone like Kyrie Irving, who obviously only played the 23 games. So really the sixth best player in fantasy uh, and someone who you could have got with your fourth selection in most fantasy drafts. So, yeah, I think he's a he's a great shout out, and, and probably probably pretty rough to miss out on our, on our award. Um, to be honest, um, I'll also give a shout out to um, a couple of later round guys in Desmond Bain and Miles Bridges. One of those guys might feature in one of our other awards later on, but obviously two guys who I'm sure featured in a lot of championship winning fantasy sides this year um, as players who um, you know outperformed their position by a dramatic. Uh, a dramatic amount um, with being, you know, sort of late round guys who came in inside the top 40 uh, for their season on total. So, uh, but of course, there can only be one winner and it may seem a little obvious, but it's deserving. Uh, But our fantasy MVP award goes to Nikola Jokic. He was the number one ranked player going to the season. He remains the number one ranked player. So not any, you know, not any value there, but... Just the fact that in terms of him compared... There's value. To, there is value. There's him compared value. to the rest of the field, it is so crazy how far ahead he is compared to the rest of the field. It's just... It's enormous. Um, he, he is by far and away the best fantasy player. And uh, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let you talk a bit more about uh, the, the, the Joker, uh, Nikola Jokic, as the fantasy MVP. Well, if you guys tuned into these awards last season, uh, you would know that Nikola Jokic did win the MVP, fantasy MVP. He's back-to-back Two champion time, now. Yeah. Um, Kenny three-peat. He, he may even actually win the regular season MVP again um, this season. So, um, I mean, shout out to him. I, I had him last. I had him the past two seasons. Uh, didn't have him this year on one of my teams. Uh, but he's a great, great person. He's really great to fit around as well. Yeah. Um, but I will say, Tuzante Murray did come close. Um, Very close, yeah. It's just the overall output that the Joker does is just too overwhelming. Yeah, so to give you guys an idea, compared to the second-ranked player on a per-game basis uh, in um, Kevin Durant, he, he was the, uh, as far ahead of Kevin Durant than Kevin Durant was ahead of um, someone like Carl Anthony Towns. So those two were clearly above, and that's before you even take into account the amount of games played, uh, where Jokic has obviously put 20 games more uh, ahead of Kevin Durant, so on a total basis, he's uh, two rounds above a uh, Kevin Durant in terms of total games. The next closest in terms of total games is someone like a uh, a Giannis or someone like a Jason Tatum, who have played a lot of games. But just in terms of a per game value, the total game value, he's just he's so far ahead of some of those other guys. So if you had him in a roto league or a head to head league. He's super dependable, lasted the entire season, and just, uh, yeah, he's just a beast. He carries you in so many areas, uh, so strong across the board. Um, you can use any punt strategy, really, um, that you want. Uh, yeah, just just the, the best fantasy player by a long shot at the moment. 
Do, do you think he's going to go for three straight next year? I think he will. Um, and it's just because, like, with the durability factor as well. Yeah. Because this game is so, you know, it's unathletic based. If yeah. that makes sense. He's not going to drop off. It's, there's no way, like, this man really will get injured. I think he's going to have a really long career. He's going to be like this for another 10 years. And even if he slows down, he can still do what he does so efficiently. Um, his game isn't fast. He just controls everything. So. Yeah. And I just don't th- I don't know if there's anyone really challenging him for that top spot. Like, there's no one. Steph Curry was close over the past couple months. Yeah. Um, so the first, the first couple, couple months, months when he was super, yep. super hot. Uh, but he did cool off uh, quite yeah, a fair bit. He's 34 years old. You know, like the next guy, like I'm trying to think of maybe someone who's younger. DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray could be there um, depending on what they do in the off season. Like he took it to another level when Derek White uh, went out. So there is that extra gear that he could go to as a multi-cat contributor. You know, maybe improves that three-point shooting. Um but, you know, like, uh, are some of those young guys going to take a huge step up? You know, is someone like LaMelo Ball going to take a massive step forward? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, I'm not so sure. If Kevin Durant can stay healthy for the entire season, maybe he's the one. Um, but again, he's he's turning 34 later in this year. So, we'll see. Um, I, I, I uh, Definitely, he's going to be the number one pick to start next year. Um, deservedly so. So, um can't really say much more about Nikola Jokic. Let's go on to the one uh, negative award that we're going to have today, and that is the uh, the bust of the year. Bit of an unfair award. A lot of the time, uh, luck has a lot to do with it. But uh, before we reveal our winner, let's let's get off our chest some of these uh, players that we are angry about this season, some of the players that, that ruined our season potentially. Uh, who, who are some nominees uh, for this award here, Cal? Um, I just want to piggyback on, onto your disclaimer before... Um, I don't know what Yahoo is doing with these preseason ranks. They're all super whack. They're yeah. so out of anywhere, which kind of um, makes it a bit harder to to judge. Yeah. I wish I had like, you know, saved what they were when, when we went into the draft. For example, you've got someone like Paul George who went into the draft um, like a, he was a first round, second round. He, he wasn't yeah. injured at all right now. It's saying his preseason is 139. Yeah. That was not the case. That was never the case. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, yeah. they must have done on. something halfway through the season. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, so it's had, it's had some weird refresh. Um, honorable mentions, uh, he was on one of my teams. Bradley Beal, um, I have on my list. He did not perform where he was picked. He was disappointing kind of all season, especially to start. Field goals sucked. Points weren't there as they usually are. Um, and then he got injured towards the end, so he wasn't even there for your fantasy playoffs. Yeah. So uh, I think that was a big one. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, um, he was... Yep. Definitely a lot of hype around him. He was around. Not the even 50 an injury mark. affected one. He was. Uh, he just sucked. <laughs> he, he just sucked. He just yeah. wasn't worth the value. Like I think that the first round of preseason, um, he was around the fifty. He did drop off a bit um, mm. towards when you got sooner to the the draft itself. But he was pretty much just like an eight and eight guy yeah. without a block a game, and, he, and that is pretty bad. You can get that off the wave wire. Yeah. Um. So I will mention him. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Um. This. <laughs> I mean that whole Lakers team. <laughs> We're disappointing. He was yeah. the front runner. Yeah, um, he's a guy that that could help you win some weeks, um, but but really hurt you in field goal, free throw, and turnovers yeah, in terms of the every season. single time. Um, I think, ironically, the the winner of our league, Mitch, had Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they, they did, and they were a punt um, three pointer, free punt percentage. free throw. They did have Dejounte to help they, them. They carry. had Dejounte to, to to counteract it. So um, you know. You know, there's a lot to be said. I think they had another uh, Jarrett Allen, who was another good sleeper pick as well. So in um, that kind of a build, had, he um, wasn't so Zion bad. Zion Williamson, who should be on this list for bust yeah. of the year because he has not played. Zion, um, arguably the biggest bust um, 
He's De- up here. He's definitely De- depending a- on where you drafted him and depending on what time your draft was. Depending, like if you knew the news going into it. Like I know before the season when the news dropped of his foot, I was posting like a madman on Twitter. Don't draft this man entire inside <laughs> the top sixty. Just don't do it. Uh, he's like it's just bad news. So depending on where you drafted him, he he could have been a massive bust. But hopefully. You were uh, across the news and, and didn't draft him super highly. I don't think I don't think our friend Michael drafted him super high that it sort of affected his season dramatically. So, um, uh, also I want to give a shout out to a couple of other guys. Michael Porter Jr. We sort of called him as a bust. Obviously the injury we didn't predict, but he was looking poor beforehand anyway. And uh, Rashawn Holmes, who obviously was trending the wrong direction even before the trade, and um, and obviously the trade with Sabonis going to that team ruined his value. Uh, it also just, with guys like him and Isaiah Stewart, just it's salt in the wound when you've got players like, uh, you know, Robert Williams, uh, Jarrett Allen, Jakob Pertl, all going there or thereabouts, or sometimes even after him, that, that were real, real steals in the draft. Um, so those kind of players were, were real letdowns when you compare them to their similar counterparts uh, around that point of the draft. But the winner, of course, is uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, yeah, top sort of five or six draft pick for most most nights. Um, you know, was looking pretty ordinary even before he was sort of shut down. You know, he had that abdominal injury that he'd carried most of the start of the season. And uh, yeah, really just tough to come back from that kind of an injury in terms of your fantasy season. You build your team around him. You go with the, the strategy to go with him. But yeah, he really he really let you down. Yeah, uh, part of that is that the Blazers just blowing everything up. Yeah. They they start off pretty poorly, um, and then they very much just told Dan not to rush it back. Just take it easy. Yeah, so you know, in terms of those ones, it's a bit harsh. There's not a lot you can do, and and you know, come next year, he will still be a fairly highly ranked player. I think he's someone who, you know, depending on how we hear about his news in the off season, he he'll definitely be thereabouts in first round contention again. Still very early to see what the moves and and the direction that the Blazers make, but I, I would hazard a guess that he won't be too far off. If not, he will be in that first round discussion again next year. Um, let's talk about some more positive. The rest of the awards are all positive here. Um, the fantasy breakout of the year. So um, I want to give a, a shout out to someone before I throw over to you, Callum. But I want to give a shout out to a player I just mentioned before, Robert Williams of my Boston Celtics. This man has been someone who I've got on my dynasty roster in, in our home league. Um, and I just love this guy's fantasy game. He is the just like the best low-key, under-the-radar fantasy asset, someone who gives you rebounds, he gives you blocks, steals, decent assists, the free throw percentage is, is okay, the the field goal percentage is enormous, low turnovers, short, he doesn't score a lot of points, but um, ranked 16th overall in nine category leagues for the season. I'm pretty sure the second half of the season he was a first-round player, someone you could have gotten inside, uh, sort of around that 50 mark, or, or maybe slightly earlier if you were... Um, so drafting sort of at the last weekend, but yeah, definitely someone who um, we flagged as a breakout potential, and and boy did he deliver! So shout out to my boy Rob Williams, uh, who, who's another person that we should uh, uh, give a shout out to in this category, Cal. Um, so you got Miles Bridges, um, I think is definitely um, on that list as well. He he's played awesome. Yeah, he really has. He's had a great year. He's a contender for the most improved. He can do it all. I'm looking at apparently his preseason was 25 and is currently ranked 30. That obviously is wrong. No, he was his in the 80s. I think it was in the yeah. 80s and yeah. 90s. Um, yeah. Maybe even later than that, like around the 100 mark. Yeah, potentially. Because we weren't really sure. He was like potentially coming up the bench. Yeah, the Gordon Hayward aspect of things. Um, his PJ injury Washington, really has helped yeah. us. 
Yeah. Um, Kelly Oubre coming into the lineup. There were question marks there, but he has solidified himself into that lineup um, next to Lamelo Ball as a great complimentary yeah. piece. Block a game, steal a game, low turnovers, good free throw percentage, um, two two threes a game on twenty points. So um, yeah, stacking um yeah some really really good um bulk numbers there. Yeah, just improvements all around. So shout out to Miles Bridges, and but of course the winner of this one is the runner up for our fantasy MVP. It is Dejounte Murray. Just an enormous breakout season. Um, someone who we did. You know, we flagged him as a bit of a breakout. We know, obviously, DeMar DeRozan was going, and we thought he was going to do. I did not expect uh, him to just improve absolutely every aspect of his game. Um, steals, which were already super high, were higher. Assists, again, higher. Rebounds, higher. The points went right up. He maintained a low turnover count. The only thing he didn't really improve was his blocks, but, like, who cares when you're putting up these kind of stats? The seventh-ranked player, but, like I said, that includes um, Kyrie Irving, so really the sixth-best fantasy player for the season, uh, for someone who you can get in the fourth round. Absolute lock for fantasy breakout of the year. Um, I think I asked you this question earlier, but where do you think we're drafting DeJounte Murray in fantasy drafts next year? Um, he's he's got to be a first rounder yeah, for me. I think so. He's, he's definitely be. definitely first rounder. Um, I, I could even say he's he's quite comfortably a top eight. Um, I, I would say so. He was seventh this season. I think top eight is pretty reasonable considering he is elite in steals. He can carry yeah. there. Um, there's so many ways to build around him too. You can punt blocks. Uh, you can punt three pointers. You can even go punt punting, punting points. Yep. You go to the heavy guideline up and punt field goal. So there's a lot of cool ways you could take yeah. Dejounte Murray as well. So he's quite advertising. Yeah, he's quite unique in that way, and he and he complements a lot of those builds. And um, I actually really like him in like a punt free throw percentage build where you can you can also get a lot of guys who and you can pair that with a punt threes or a punt points or whatever something like that. So I think with those steals and assists and the assist to turnover ratio which is something that we don't talk about a whole lot, but if you want to be competitive or, or sort of tiptoe that line of being good in assists, but also still being good in turnovers and sort of trading that win off week to week, that that's an interesting strategy that I think that DeJounte Murray does definitely unlock uh, with that that ridiculous assist and low turnover rate. So, uh, yeah, can't, can't give enough props to DeJounte Murray. I'm sure he was on a lot of winning fantasy sides this year. Uh, so shout out to you if you drafted him. Let's talk about another uh, breakout of sorts, but a bit later in the draft, the fantasy late round flyer of the year. Uh, I'll give a shout out to a couple of players. Gary Trent Jr. obviously is a massive one, someone who I probably wasn't even drafting in most scenarios, but he could have been a late round flyer. Uh, your players like some of your rookies in uh, Scotty Barnes and uh, like Josh Giddy, for example, although he was starting to get a little bit up there towards the start of the season. Um, who else are we giving a shout out to in this category, Cal? Yeah, I've pretty much just written down the rookies. It was a good class. So Evan Mobley yeah. as yep. well, I think from a fantasy perspective, um, he was ranked in the, he's kind of like the nineties. Yeah. Um, considering the blocks rebounds um, he's been putting up, uh, he's definitely uh, gone past that. Uh, a bit of an early round guy was, was Mo Bamba. He came out of the gates flying. Uh, very much yeah. cooled off towards the end of the season. Yeah, but he's um, still sadly in, in that playoff season. But yeah. he um he was definitely in the running until until he did obviously uh, start the cool off. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think he's a good shout. Still worthwhile. Like in terms of in terms of the investment you gave him, he, yeah, he definitely was a success. I would say. But the the winner of this award is someone that you were really hot on. I was hot on too. Maybe not quite as hot on and as accurate as you were. But um, Desmond Bain is the uh, winner for our late round flyer of the year. Someone who yeah, I mean we we thought he was going to be good. Never considered him to be this good. But he you know thirty fifth ranked player on the season. Uh, putting up just insanely efficient scoring numbers, high threes, low turnovers. Uh, yeah, just someone who 
doesn't hurt you anywhere and can be a really good contributor in a lot of different areas. So Desi Bain is our winner of the late round fly. What have you got to say about uh, the big boy Desmond Bain? Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. 34th rank um, is where he's currently at. So p- pretty awesome. Really durable as well. Never really yeah. went down. Um, and this, yeah, solid across the board. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't say enough about our boy Desi Bain. And uh, shout out to you, Cal, for, for being hot on him as one of the uh, the big winners in terms of the late round picks. Um, this next one here is a new one that we, we didn't do last year, but we're going to have a look at a bit of Dynasty love. But the biggest Dynasty riser of the year, um, I, I want to give a shout out to one of my guys, uh, Herb Jones, in this category here as an honorable mention. Someone who we didn't really consider much when it came to the Dynasty rookie rankings that we put out earlier this year. He was uh, known as a defender, but didn't really think he'd get enough time or the offense would really be there enough for him to be super valuable. But it came along enough, and the elite steals, um, the decent enough block numbers, and the just good enough ability to stay on the court to get those other stats uh, definitely contributed to him uh, being someone who is absolutely a, a must-roster player in all dynasty leagues, and he's going to be a, a perennial top 100 player, I think, in my opinion, for, for many years to come. So um, shout-out to uh, Herb Jones. You got someone you want to give a shout-out before we announce the uh, winner of this award? Um, yeah, a well, little shout out to, I guess, uh, Chris Duarte. Um, he, he, when he started, he was reasonable. It was kind of off the wave wire um, yep. for where he was drafted. I think uh, that's pretty reasonable. So from that original stock, I, I know I drafted him. I'm pretty happy. I feel like I've got a solid piece for the next, you know, five to seven years. Yep. Um, just kind of contributing as, as your classic shooting guard, kind of small forward yes. um, role. Especially um, for those who are that, looking to compete more, more quickly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like my dynasty team is. Um, but then outside of that, Scotty Barnes, um, I, I picked him up in one of my pun assist team and he, he can just do a bit of everything. It's great yeah, points. Uh, he gets a block a game, a steal a game, yeah. can give you assists, um, can be pretty good with field goals as well. It's really just the three pointers that will hurt you. But outside of that, um, yeah, Scotty Barnes definitely yeah. has risen. Definitely someone who was much further along in their development than I initially thought. Um, we did have him high. We did have him highly ranked, but in terms of like a, a, like a startup league, I think we probably weren't high enough on, on, on Scotty Barnes. So he's definitely a good shouter. And same with this guy who is our winner, uh, who I just absolutely love. Uh, Evan Mobley is our winner for him. Yes, he was our second ranked Dynasty rookie player behind Katie Huntingham. I would now put him as number one. Uh, I still think Cade is absolutely amazing, and there's not much gap between the two. But if you were doing a dynasty startup, I would potentially be happy to draft Evan Mobley in the first round. It's like the first 12 picks, for example. Whereas I think at the start of the season, I think you would probably be drafting him closer to pick 40, pick 50, depending on how keen you are on a rebuild kind of type scenario. But he is someone who has got the ability, I think, to be a number one fantasy player in the future. Um, he's going to give you lots of good um, defensive stats, obviously, but the rebounds will be there. The percentages will both be very nice. Maybe he can stretch his game out to three um, and get you like a three or three and a half a game. His assists, I think, are also going to be quite high as well for a big man. So he could give you three or four assists. Uh, so I think he's someone who definitely can replicate that that perennial top, you know, first round value for. Uh, over a decade. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really, really high on Evan Mobley. I think that uh, I was sleeping on him, even though I had him as my second uh, ranked rookie uh, going into the season. What are your thoughts on, on Mobley? Are you as high as I am? I know I'm, I'm, I'm gushing a lot well, over Mobley. I, I, am, I totally agree. He'd be top of my draft board right now um, just for the rookies he took over Cade easily from a fantasy perspective. 
Um, and, and I don't blame you. I, I can see him as a first-round pick if, if you're doing a startup league yeah. um, as of tomorrow. To be clear, I think Cade's right there too. I think I think depending on what you're looking for and what we, what kind of build you want to d- design yourself, like you you could there's an argument with going Cade or, or Evan Mobley. I just personally think that the unicorn nature of Evan Mobley's skill set is harder to find, in my opinion. So I think that that's why I've got him ahead. But I, I'm I'm happy. I would be happy if someone said that they prefer Cade than, than Evan Mobley. I just I had a distinct gap between them before the season. I had Cade clearly ahead, but Mobley uh, I think has dramatically reduced that. Uh, let's go into the uh, last award of the night, another new one. Uh, we're we're going to reflect on, on the year's strategy. This one is the punt strategy of the year. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on this one here, Cal. But um, we're naming the punt strategy of the year the punt points uh, for 2021 and 22. Uh, we did do a punt points guide at the start of the season. And we both sort of said that it's a bit of a weird one. We're not too fond of it, but... After seeing the success this year, and it has something that I've been paying a little bit more attention to the past couple of seasons, I think we need to look a bit closer into how to utilize this punt strategy um, because I think there is a lot of value in it, um, especially because a lot of players, a lot of people overlook players who don't score a lot of points. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts in, in reflection on the punt point strategy? And, and do you think that this you know, means that you might be tempted to use it in, in future years? Um, I actually am tempted to use it. I'll be honest. I was thinking about it and there's a lot of players that I do still quite like and like to watch. Um, and, and look, and still until Chris Paul decides to actually jump off a cliff, which he clearly just is not doing, he just yep. keeps, keeps on going. The strategy is great. Um, he kind of always does fall a bit too low and, and he's a great person to, to pick up in that kind of feels pretty much going on the third round. Um, and he's putting first round value for, for that kind of punt strategy. Uh, Robert Williams as well yeah. has been crazy on the pump points. Um, you've got guys like Miles Turner, Lonzo, uh, Rudy Gobert, Tyrese Halliburton with pumping out those assists. Yeah. Those assists to seals, man. Um, Jaron Jackson, Jr. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is a great pump points guy. Cause he's so efficient everywhere across the board. Gets you the steals, the blocks uh, for your forward position. So, um, Herb Jones, even the rookie, yeah, yeah. In, he's exciting. He's fun to watch. Um, any other players on that pump points, Mitch? I mean, you've got your, your older guys in your, your Robert Covingtons. I don't know how viable he'll be in the future. But even, you know, like Jakob Pertl, Alex Caruso, Mo Bamba, all of those kind of guys. Al Horford is another older guy. There's all these, always these guys out there that sort of fall further than they than they should because they don't they don't put up the big points numbers. So um, if you just forget about that entirely, you can you can build a really nice team. And I think that especially if you pair it with something like a like a threes punt and a free throw percentage punt, um, I think you can build a really nice team. And it is what I'm actually trying to do with my with my dynasty roster. Um, and and I'm I'm quite excited. I think I think I'm going to have a good season next year um, after sort of a rebuilding year this year. I am pretty keen to sort of uh, see that turnaround and, and and put that put that strategy into play. And um, who knows, you know, maybe depending on your first round pick, I always still like to to see who's there and available in my first round, and then decide from there. But it is something that if I find I'm weak in points, I'm, I'm I think I'm going to feel more comfortable, you know, leaning into that strategy a little bit more. So um, stay tuned. Um, next season, we'll we'll go into a bit of a deeper dive in, into that that kind of punt build because I think it is more viable than we've probably given it credit for uh, in the past. 
Uh, but that'll do it for us today, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you are watching over on the YouTube channel, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. Make sure you are subscribed. Uh, thank you so much for all your support this season. We will obviously be back next season. Uh, we've got a couple of more podcasts coming out to round out the uh, 2022 um, season with a couple of award predictions and all NBA teams. So make sure you stay tuned for those guys. And uh, if you uh, have enjoyed our content this season, please give us a rating over on iTunes. It really helps us out and it's going to make us uh, bigger and better for future NBA and fantasy basketball seasons. Bye.